welcome back to After Hours at Blondie's, where we chit-chat all about music and industry and DJ and nightlife and underground scenes. And today we have on the podcast the most talented, beautiful A-Wood. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me Thank and for calling you. me beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited to chat with you all about your experience and diving back into time. I'll start way, 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 way back. All right. Like way back. Okay. So do you remember the very first song that you fell in love with? Yes, it was the Aqua cassette that I had when I was maybe about five years old. Um, yeah. All the tracks are bangers. If yeah, you haven't checked it out, you I got actually to. have. It's actually because I hate that. And <laughs> I was like, this is all, these are all good. Yeah. So yeah. slapping. Yeah. And sure. I think I can credit my first remix to that because I recorded over part of it, my own lyrics. Oh my god. So it was my voice screaming over Aqua and I wish I still had that cassette. Like, it's gone. But that would have been yeah. And iconic. Yeah. I literally yeah. would have like re-released it. I swear. Did you like have like the original cassette and then you taped over the thing that lets you record and then record it over over it? Yeah, like I had this oh. cassette player with a mic. With a mic, and yeah. I made oh it work God. somehow. Oh, to oh, wow. speak so, okay, maybe with another cassette. I have no idea, one, yeah. but it was okay, get, a good time. Yeah. 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 God, that's funny. Hey, if it works, it works. How old were you, roughly? I think five or six. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's awesome. hilarious. Already <laughs> producing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From a young, young yeah. age yeah. hasn't changed. Working with the best samples. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. Yeah. Um, so I guess like moving in into kind of like your childhood and upbringing too, I saw that you were a professional swimmer. And I was. How, how did that go? Like how did that kind of inform like who you are today? Like did you enjoy it? Do you, do you still do it today? Um, I honestly, I don't swim in pools anymore. I used to train 12 times a week, uh, in the pool wow. throughout university. And mm -hmm. so definitely learned a lot of dedication and whatnot from that. Now mm -hmm. I just swim outside at like music festivals yeah. <laughs> mostly yeah. or lakes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh shit. Warm oceans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it helped me learn how to really dedicate myself to something 100% yeah. and, um, just be willing to put in that time and effort and say no to other fun sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And all of that. But I'm really glad that I did it because it really, gave me kind of a good balance in my life to this day. Like I focus a lot on my health, working out all the time, despite mm -hmm. staying up way too late a lot of the As time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it yeah. really put me into like a healthy mindset. And yeah, it, uh, it was a really intense part of my life when okay. I was swimming in university. So when yeah. I stopped that, um, that's when I kind of got into music because I suddenly had all of this time mm -hmm. and I needed for my soul to like dedicate myself to something again. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then that changed into music and DJing. You always loved music kind mm -hmm. of throughout your life. Was there a moment where you realized then music was going to be the shift in the focus in your career? Was there a moment that you had that you kind of remember? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. When I went to my first big festival, it was in 2012, I went to Coachella. Um, yeah. And the lineup that year, like, look it up, it was crazy. You know, Snoop yeah. Dogg, yeah. Florence and the Machine, all of the big artists at the time, like mainstream yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to be spending my whole time with all those guys. But I ended up in the electronic tent for, you know, the entire weekend. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. even though, like, those guys are so great to watch live, 
I think when it's when it's you're in the mood to party, especially if you listen, because I I do listen to both mm-hmm. sides of the coin. Um, honestly, there's nothing better than a good DJ set, you know, for a parking. You know right. what I mean? Like, I mean, there are times when a performance really kills it, but it's usually not at festivals because it's mm-hmm. not their show. If they got to work mm-hmm. with the stage that's presented to them for the whole festival and, and it's not like slot, yeah exactly so they don't get to get you they don't give you the full meal deal that these performance performers usually do when they do a stadium show or whatever right. totally. so it's like kind of like a a, a a i wouldn't say a lukewarm version of what they do but it's kind of like it's not as as good as they could do whereas mm-hmm. a dj a, a dj in a basement that's killing it is like you can't beat that either like you know mm-hmm. whether it's a totally. big stage small stage yeah it's like you know, I mean, I, I used to listen to nothing but hip hop, R and B, pop music back when I was younger, and I'd go to all kinds of concerts, shows, club nights, and just be frustrated to all hell, like I'm mm-hmm. just not enjoying myself. And then, like, you know, ever since I started really getting into electronic music, which is over twelve years ago now, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like life changing <laughs> experience after life changing experience right. after life changing <laughs> experience after I was just like. It's nonstop, yeah, nonstop. So I get it for sure. Yeah. The energy yeah. really yeah. got me for sure. Yeah, like yeah. there, it was just like, wow, we're all, you know, all those yeah. feelings. Like I was twenty yeah. years old. Like we're for all sure. one, and like this yeah. is so <laughs> cool, and we're all yeah. dancing to this beat. Yeah, and yeah. I saw like Avicii and Data yeah. Life and all all those oh. big, you know, yeah. big room said yeah. type yeah. artists yeah. at the time, and it was just yeah, an mm. incredible time. Yeah. Life changing. Yeah, and then yeah. I just went to Shambhala and I just started yeah. going and going, and then that year also I was just like, I need to get a controller. And yeah, I need to that's a big try that's that. a big common yeah. theme with yeah. people we talk to. Mm. You know, it's like yeah. the Shambhala is the gateway drug to like. <laughs> Getting a I just changed my life isn't to like it? <laughs> DJ, you know, like. Yeah. yeah it's like i feel like there's yeah. at least half a dozen people that specifically said shambhala was like the tr- like the catalyst yeah maybe not the trigger but definitely like i was going like this and shambhala yeah. and now it's like that you yeah know what I mean? like, yeah like the, so the i guess within that too yeah with that shambhala and like was there something that happened at shambhala or was what was it about that connection between shambhala and i need a controller um just i guess i didn't really know before all of the things that DJs and producers could do, like mm-hmm. all of the different vibes they could bring, the different gear that they use, whether they mm-hmm. have a set on Ableton or they're mixing you know, vinyl or they're mixing on CDJs, whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's just so many ways to do it. And I just experienced kind of the full breadth of genres and, and all of that experiences sure. um, and really just fell in love with it. And also psychedelics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I did yeah. a bunch yeah. of psychedelics and I was, which is still a part of my life. And I was like, yeah. you know, what's stopping you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why not you? Why, why yeah. wouldn't you try yeah. it out totally. and see, see yeah. what you can do even just for fun, obviously, you know, yeah. like give it a shot. Within so. your brain or within yeah. your DJ career, the music, or even like yeah. where you can go within like producing too. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. Is another common theme in the, yeah. I changed my life when. <laughs> yeah. put them together Shambhala and Psychedelic totally. life changing yeah. <laughs> I changed my life yeah. with Shambhala Shambhala, sure. 
translates yeah. into do psychedelics change your life. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who don't know, Shambhala is a beautiful festival that's run for how many years? Like twenty something. Um, I think it's getting 20, up I think this to gonna be their over twenty five or twenty five no, now. Twenty five. Yeah, it's yeah. twenty five. So, yeah. yeah. That's that's twenty twenty four will be their twenty five. Yeah, yeah so that it's makes predominantly sense. Predominantly um, focused around electronic music, but specifically bass. And now they're in. They've got all sorts. It of goes all over the map now, for sure. Yeah, and Absolutely. it turns into it was three days, and now it's seven, and some people go for twelve. <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. oh, people sometimes would love live there. Honestly, totally. yeah. yeah, there's something about like the farm and the family mm-hmm. that you find there. I'm pretty sure there are some people that literally live in a ditch, 360 <laughs> days a year, and they crawl out of that ditch to sneak into Shambhala. <laughs> walk out and then sneak back yes. into their ditch i think that is there's like a subset of like maybe 100 to 200 people that actually do that most likely <laughs> troll people so i guess all right so moving into the world of shambhala was mm-hmm. there a specific genre or a vibe that you really gravitated towards while you were there especially in your first year because you experienced coachella mm-hmm. Bridging oh, along yeah. the gaps. Was there so, a specific? Definitely, calling? I was a dubstep kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Tell me more. straight up. What like, if you're talking 2020, yeah. that was the golden, the golden age. Even awesome. before that, yeah. I snuck into clubs in Victoria, in my hometown, and I actually yeah. saw Skrillex, and yeah. the show was eight dollars. Yeah. Um, this was like way before he was a thing, yeah. and so I was always seeking out dubstep shows, a little bit of trance, and, and you know. EDM big room mm-hmm. here and there, but mm-hmm. mostly dubstep. Good so. back then, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we poo poo on it now, but between 2010 to 2013, oh, it was epic. I'll yeah. never forget yeah. it. Yeah, the village, like I was stuck yeah. there the entire weekend, just yeah, boom, yeah. Boom, <laughs> like. Yeah, I yeah. Part, my back couldn't handle that now, but yeah. back then it okay, was no, no yeah. but then it was yeah. what a little piss and vinegar, really let's go. Good times, yeah. 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 Set up camp. No, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then I guess the environment in the family and building yeah. friends. Like, do you find that you built a lot of friendships there you kind of have today? Or what was that kind of dyna- dynamic between like kind of meeting new people and yeah, I've definitely met career. people at Shambhala, but I would say the one place, if I could name a place in Vancouver where I kind of met most people was at MIA. Mm. And I'm sure you've heard that oh, before yeah, nice. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Sheen and Henry and my initiative family and yeah. all of them yeah. I met through all of us were playing in that sweaty little back room yeah. of MIA. Miss yes. Miss Yes. Um, Definitely yeah, some great yeah. times in there, climbing on top of the furniture. Yeah. Like, oh, jumping of, yeah. on couches. Insanity, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I met so many great people there. And yeah, and then you start going to these festivals as a group mm-hmm. and and adding on more and more people. And I have, I consider myself so lucky to have like a pretty big mm-hmm. extended like community and family and we all support each other. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's really great. And I think, you know, Shambhala, Base Coast, the festivals we have here, even mm-hmm. the ones that like my homies throw, yeah. they all kind of have that similar, you know, Absolutely, let's yeah. get cozy together and let's have an awesome time. Mm-hmm. And everybody's, you know, um, very open-minded and easy to get along with so yeah. i like that about uh our scene is that there's just so many you know it's friendly so people yeah yeah, yeah. especially because when you think about yeah. when people come from outside of vancouver what's the stereotype is that vancouver is very mm-hmm. clicky and closed yes. off and yada yada Friends and i always friends. say tell people that that is actually 100 percent correct unless you meet the <laughs> yeah. right 
people. Totally. You meet that right one or two people that gets you into like what we're talking about here. Yeah. And then like Vancouver's a different city. All, all For sure. Completely different city. Everyone's mm-hmm. down to share their friends if yeah. you're a nice person. You just gotta find yeah. the, you just gotta find the right group. Like if you go to the bar star, you know, Yale town crew, you're not gonna find those people. You know? Like no, but, that's not where we're yeah. hiding. Are you out there? Just because I know I'm friends with those yeah. people too. So I know they're wonderful, yeah. Yeah. but they're not us. Yeah. They're not yeah. the people that go to MIA and all join together and make yeah. initiatives and collectives yeah. and festivals. Totally make yeah. it happen, right? Yeah. 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 So I guess getting into the start of your DJing too. Mm-hmm. Getting a controller. Do you remember the first controller that you had? I do. I had a tractor S4. Yeah, yeah, and it's an oh, awesome controller. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I honestly like I would mix on it if I still had it. It's it's really yeah. good time. I loved it. Still does yeah. the job. Yeah. No, that's yeah. awesome. So you started in 2014-ish in and around there? Um, Actually, a little bit earlier, maybe 2013. Mm. I was still living in Victoria. I just cool. finished um, or was finishing university, and I kind of got my first gig. I got my first show at a rave on the island with um, actually the Vancouver Trance family. I knew some friends of friends through swimming. And so they booked me, which was sick. And I actually played a dubstep set at their trance festival, at their trance fest. So that (laughs) was pretty sick. They were, they were so kind. I was just like, had no clue what I was doing. It was awesome. Um, and then I played a couple times at some of the clubs in Victoria, like kind of just opening Mm -hmm. the night and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, crazy story. My first, um, one of my first shows, I was given a bottle of champagne, which was very nice. Like I was just, but they popped it and I don't usually drink. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to take this home. Mm-hmm. Right. and I put it in the cup holder and started driving oh, no. home and I got pulled over yeah, no. and I just have this yeah. huge open bottle of champagne right oh, there dear. right and I'm like yeah. this little kid right yeah. and literally the cop was like have you been drinking and I was like no and they obviously didn't believe me and they took yeah. me out gave me the breathalyzer I was all good yeah, and they were yeah. like you really just did that like you're really <laughs> telling the truth and they just were like just well, go yeah, home yeah. like yeah why, yeah. why would why you would ever I, do that and yeah. i was like i don't know i'm, I'm well, you're like 20 years yeah. old like you don't yeah remember. you don't really think about that. my brain's not really yeah. Yeah. also you yeah. weren't actually drinking for those who <laughs> exactly. don't know like the, yeah. the liquor laws in british columbia are so tough you know <laughs> like if they see you with anything they're like that you can't have any open alcohol that was pretty crazy of me to be honest like I, I should yeah, not have don't one, do that but yeah. like yeah it Word was it was pretty funny yeah yeah, yeah. the one plus one you know <laughs> if you're just looking at this the the logic of the situation <laughs> you're definitely drinking in the car yeah but like yeah but the thing is is like if the cop hears your story looks at you you're 20 years old yeah clearly you're derping out right now you're like you didn't realize literally this is like, yeah like, midnight after yeah, it's like okay I was literally yeah, like, a, I'm just excited, like, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. well. <laughs> wasn't thinking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. So you didn't get pulled over, locked up forever. No, I You I made survived. it out of that situation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so after that, I moved to Vancouver. Yeah. I applied. Did you grow up uh, on the island? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm an island boy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> When did I move to Vancouver? 2014, I moved to Van. I applied for a DJ contest for mm-hmm. um, MIA yeah. um, wow. for an old group that I was a part of called Femme Fatale. Yes. Um, Very with cool. Morgan, Sheaves, and um, Lyndon. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was super fun. And yeah, I won the contest. So I got to play with some Congrats. local gals. Yeah. yeah. And Macy, then, who we've had yeah, on the podcast exactly. just recently. That yeah. was awesome. Um, 
and from there I met like Maggie who works at Blueprint and then I met Henry and Jay from the initiative and all of that and from mm-hmm. there like the opportunities kind of open up more yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah. staying in that circle, making those friends, yeah. being there consistently, showing up. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Supporting. What were some of the big takeaways from kind of that era of like being in that environment cuz we get to look back at it now. Sadly, mm-hmm. it's no longer here with us but Mm -hmm. you know like just what were kind of some of the lessons learned out of that time uh don't take this too seriously for sure um for me like I guess DJing was always like I always wanted it to be fun like I have another job right and it's not that I don't want DJing to be my full-time job it's just that I knew that if I wasn't having fun with every single aspect of my art that it wouldn't be appealing to me and -hmm. it would start to take away from it so being at MIA really taught me that and DJing in that those times because you know it was chaos right the pay was all over the place they would take my gear if the headliner needed it because the cdjs were breaking like i would have one deck for like seven minutes just like (laughs) looping like trying to figure it out you know and just like being patient and working with it and like every issue that you could ever encounter has happened i made every mistake i could make at a show i always hit the play button with my elbow or get my sleeve stuck on the tempo. Those are my main like ones and just like laughing about it and just doing like, yeah. Okay. We got it. You wouldn't. Don't worry. I'm clumsy as hell. Um, But yeah, just being flexible, patient, and just remembering why you're there is to have a good time and have Mm -hmm. a good time with the crowd and make Mm -hmm. sure they have fun. And so Mm -hmm. that really just like, to this day really helps me because I think it's really easy for newer DJs, especially to get very worked up about like perfection and, you know, making this certain impression and, you know, they won't release their mix if there's one little blip in it or something like that. And it's like, we're human beings. Like if you had a good time, that's going to come through your art no matter what. So Mm, absolutely. I always say this, throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah, You know, like that is my whole mentality about things. And I think that's a really good things thing for somebody to remember as they're getting into it too. Totally. You know, to be honest, people forget bad stuff. Easy. Mm. You know, like so easy. You can screw up and people will like, "Eh, you suck. And then like three days later, they'll never think about it again. (laughs) But like, if you did something awesome, they'll be talking about it forever. Yeah, so, so true. and huge so DJs true. mess up all the time. Yeah. Some of my yeah. favorite DJs have heard them clang like yeah. hard. Yeah. And like I literally don't think any less of them. I'm nope. like, they're mixing. That's yeah, what we all do. Yeah, We're mixing, yeah. right? So yeah. it's gonna go off sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 They'll either win or don't, or they, they but people yeah. walk away, it's so true with the feeling that you give them. Yeah. You know, when totally. you're so when you're crafting like a set, yeah. when you're going into a set and you want to keep mm-hmm. it light and fun, fresh. What are some of those elements that you are consciously or unconsciously kind of bringing in to your set? My sets have been described as being like very high energy. So I have a hard time playing chill music, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I would say I like to definitely always keep people on their toes. Like I never really play one vibe throughout an entire set. I respect that because I can't do it. (laughs) I think it's amazing when DJs can craft like, you know, a melodic or progressive house set that's just flawless, smooth the entire way. Like there's no jumps up or down, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But for me, it's like, woo, woo, woo. Like I'm going to take you on a wild ride. And so I like just making sure that my playlist that I'm working with has like 
songs with vocals, songs without, different yeah. BPMs, darkness, lightness, like kind of cover the whole thing and see see mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's very fun. I've noticed that a lot in your music as well mm-hmm. that you have, that you've put out. It's kind of, you know, a little bit of a transition, mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit of back and forth between like the tech house, the minimal yeah. tech house, the techno, the yeah. like driving, the vocals. Totally. Kind of a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. Is there like a conscious change with that or it's just kind of you're finding your flow? Yeah, I mean, in general, I guess I started with Tech House. I I did pretty much exclusively like house and Tech House for, I guess, almost the first 10 years of my like DJing adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last few years, I've definitely been moving towards faster stuff like techno. I'm getting into like a little bit of breaks, even drum and bass. I really enjoy listening mm-hmm. to and mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my producing kind of reflects that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm saying I'm not a house DJ anymore because I, that's definitely, you know, what I have the most practice in and what mm-hmm. I love so much. But, um, I decided, I guess, when I started getting into this techno stuff and started getting booked to play techno, like I wasn't going to put myself in a box. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to make whatever genre I want and whatever. And if, if I had some sort of manager or something, they might say, you know, you should try and make this yeah. one vibe and stick to your brand. But I think that is my brand. So mm-hmm. I think I, it works I, for I me. I feel the same yeah. way personally. Like yeah. you, the way you're describing, I feel like yeah. you're, you're like, I'm talk, I'm hearing myself talk about myself mm-hmm. with how like, you know, the, a set will be like, it'll be dark, it'll be yeah. light, it'll be fast, it'll be slow, it'll be chill, it'll be not chill. Like you can't yeah. just sit. It's like, this yeah. is basically episode two of ADHD at Aftermath, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just essentially what it is. Yeah, also, no, yeah straight yeah, up though. So, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I very much identify with that. And also the thing I actually wanted to ask too was, because you said you started with dubstep back in that era. Mm-hmm. What made you stop listening to or playing dubstep? Hmm. Um, I started hearing more house music that I really liked. And in fact, the one artist that I really remember changing, um, was changing my mind was Jack Beats and they play kind of back then, especially like kind of bassy Mm -hmm. house. I wouldn't say it's like the bass house of today, but it had Mm -hmm. a lot of wubs and stuff like that. So I think I felt that connection to it because I was used to dubstep, but then Mm -hmm. Just the four on the floor a little bit quicker and all of that. I was just totally hooked. Um, And like you were saying, you know, about ADHD, like I also have it. And when I Mm -hmm. jump topics, Mm -hmm. I go all into the new thing. So, you know, that's been me and Mm -hmm. and techno lately. It's it's like, you know, I just am kind of on this kick and Mm -hmm. it could end or change at any time. But Mm -hmm. right now. That's yes. where I'm at. So yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, I kind of have a similar experience myself because in the in the I guess when the 2020, 2014 when it started to go down, like the the genre itself was basically disappearing for trap and moonbaton at the time, and both of those genres kind of sort of also kind of disappeared. But in the meantime, before that, I was starting to get more into really deep house mm. and like kind of more like garage vibes. Cool, and I was and almost tropical, you know, uh-huh. like, but I, cause I, I always listen to multiple genres, but mm-hmm. like dubstep really dominated for a long time, which is a totally different energy. from those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like, I discovered disclosure for the first time, which was, um, what's in your head. I don't know if you know that song, but totally. it's, yeah, that, that was the, <laughs> well, that song when it first sad. came out, I, yeah. I found it and it was, <laughs> it still is one of my favorite tracks of all time. Oh, that yeah. literally flipped my brain. I was like, okay, 
this is what I listen to now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. literally all I listen to was like that kind of like yeah. deep house garage totally. vibes, you know. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I think natural. for like two years, it kind of yeah. like was all I listened to for mm-hmm. a long time. Like, yeah, the was, dubstep to house pipeline, man. Yeah, yeah. It happens yeah. to all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah with, a, with a lot of progressive and trance in between. Like totally. I was definitely more like downloading more of that like progressive trance sound like Artie and Above and Beyond oh, and that yeah. kind of stuff too. I was getting more into that. And so I was like definitely feeling more of the, that it, it's definitely a different energy shift. You know, it's, it goes from mm. a, that grimy, like yeah. masculine, like raw, like in your face yeah. aggression, yeah. Mm-hmm. which, you know, even there's a lot of melodic dubstep, but yeah. it's still definitely, you want to go like this, yeah. and, you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. To like, you know, kind of floaty, feminine, yeah. like, you know, like kind it's of more up here, yeah. up here, yeah, like yeah. high vibrational, like, which is, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, and again, if I listen to the stuff that I used to listen to back then, which I do on occasion now, yeah. the dubstep that I used to listen to, I'm a hundred percent all in. Like, yeah. like I could not, and I feel like I enjoy it now more totally. because back then I thought it would be with us forever yeah. and it isn't like, it just isn't. Yeah. We don't have, you miss the, it. You miss like it so there's much. like the, the odd producer that's making similar style, like dubstep from back, back in those days. But now it's all just like heavy ridden, like everything changes. Stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, Definitely. like, I mean, just the evolution, I think with almost all genres of music, cause totally. it's gotten a little more dumbed down. Mm-hmm. Um, in the mainstream not mm-hmm. in the underground but in the mainstream yeah. it's gotten a lot more dumbed down like hip-hop today versus 15 20 years ago it's not the same mm-hmm. i think dubstep's kind of the same like dubstep 10 years ago 15 years ago not even close to what it is now like mm-hmm. it's just a totally different it's sound. a different it's a different genre altogether yeah, yeah. yeah. i guess is there a specific is there a a show situation that you favor above all else like what do you mean by that like a techno would you rather oh. go in and play a dark underground techno but what, your you last prefer? meal I like, to, I like to call this okay. the last meal like Ooh, what's your last show my yeah, last you're being show? on the electric chair the what show? genre are you gonna go listen to do you play at celebrities do you play at gorgamish yeah, do you or... play at van tech Ooh. do you play at shambhala is that your honestly probably at one of the festivals yeah um, shambhala yeah. or bass coast and i would probably play like a middle of the night yeah techno set um yeah. i don't play a lot of really dark techno i actually also like more a lot of the mm-hmm. modern day trance which is mm-hmm. why i'm glad you brought that up like mm-hmm. it's honestly kind of poppy yeah um and like yeah. hard groove i don't know if you've heard of that genre but no. i'm very obsessed with it it's essentially um playing off of like what they used to call tribal techno so it's more minimal and like it's almost like sped up house music if you Mm -hmm. would it's all about drums it's not dark in any way or like heavy and thick it's kind of like groovy you know Um, but just fast and so I've been playing a lot of that and like vocal trance stuff remixes like that would probably be my my last meal if you would just super fun (laughs) and go all out and just yeah yeah. what about you yeah yeah Yeah. me oh my gosh on the spot i think of a lot like in uh my no sunday scaries which is a tech um twitch set that i play every single sunday that is by far i've done it for a year and a half and i think i'll do it till the day i die but it's this melodic like progressive journey that goes up into a little bit of techno and then cascades into like the melodic the happy the big tunes the like explosion at the end and then peters off into like organic house so like the just this like roller coaster almost Love that. Yeah, really good. Yeah, what about you? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. A a really, a really 
big epic progressive set for sure nice yeah Yeah, like some sort of like four minute transition nonsense kind of (laughs) like big sound like the volumetric like, like Fred's style like oh, yeah. set you know what I mean like, like coming to Vancouver I now saw that tickets excited. immediately very yeah. sick so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah are there producers and DJs that you follow exclusively or do you kind of just float around as your taste kind of change yeah I definitely float around one of my personal goals has been to support like smaller producers lately so mm-hmm. I've been finding a lot of gems well first of all from my friends shout out the homies all mm-hmm. making awesome Always, music yeah. Yeah. oh my god yeah. the stuff that's coming out right? of the city right now oh, so my. sick it's incredible um, so but beyond that like yeah. SoundCloud Bandcamp you know I can I have songs that I think are like so sick by producers that have like a thousand followers or less yeah. you know like that they're just random people yeah um and i wanted to shout out this thing i've been using called a slice um for any djs out there if you're making a money slice. from shows okay. yeah a dash slice um A-slice. just a slice okay. essentially you can slice upload your uh, slice of pizza yeah <laughs> you can a yes. slice a pizza no <laughs> um you can upload your record box playlist from gigs that you do live where you were paid and you can oh. give a percentage of your wage if you want to the people who produce the tracks in your set oh, cool. and i've actually wow. connected with tons of producers that way because it says like a would send you 50 cents or whatever which seems like yeah. not a lot but that's like millions for of streams one, yeah, you know one play right that's cool exactly yeah. and i'm only giving up you know five ten bucks out of my you that's know, a sick um, idea i love that out of my wage I and then that. yeah and then like i've gotten dms from them being like yo thank you so much like random lads in ireland yeah. and yeah. all over the yeah. world you know people just yeah they want their music to be heard so it's pretty cool it's to, just it's a nice yeah. it's a neat yeah. notification that somebody's played your track too like, totally you know because you get notifications on social media yeah. and blah, 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 but like to yeah. be somebody that actually paid you regardless of how much it was for mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah and if you produce definitely sign up for it too and yeah. you can get those notifications so yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you're if you're interested in because you just talked about like up-and-coming producers there's this girl her name's alley cat her mm. star is rising like a rocket ship right now but she started off pretty small this beginning of this year and she's sick she produces dubstep like what we're i'm pretty making. sure i've seen her yeah. on the yeah. social medias i'll yeah. have to follow yeah. up that's so like, go mm-hmm. i mean you just go on her spotify yeah. playlist and every song is legendary mm-hmm. amazing yeah and so also, good yeah that's a really good way to connect yeah. with producers all over the world totally. too yeah yeah are there things that they have like what kind of connection points are you making with them like do you want to collaborate with them get advice chit chat yeah I mean, sometimes it's just but... as simple as like a mutual respect mm-hmm. thing but sometimes yeah. yeah i've stayed in touch with people um i met these guys who have their own record label and they're pressing mm-hmm. vinyls so they have actually oh, been wow. sending me some of their new releases um like early and stuff like that on yeah. vinyl and getting my feedback um yeah just having people to chat with about you know being kind of an artist at this level if you would Mm-hmm. Uh, is great and also like hopefully i'd like to travel and meet up with some of these people and go see their shows and see totally. what they're doing in their you yeah. know cities and and how the nightlife is and all that yeah, yeah. connection points so are you totally. learning how to play on vinyl or you are playing on vinyl right now funny you should ask no <laughs> <laughs> i uh i am learning yeah i am learning it's kind of similar it, it feels like i'm a baby dj again which mm-hmm. feels really good because mm-hmm. Like maybe last year, I just, I saw Sven Bath 
um, mm-hmm. play an eight-hour vinyl set uh, in Mexico when I was oh, there. Wow. How was that set? Oh, my gosh. Tell me everything. It was life-changing. Like, it was flawless, and he was definitely, like, rolling hard with <laughs> with all of us and yeah. like yeah it was just like the sun was coming up and i this guy was not stopping so i was not stopping basically mm-hmm. was the yeah. energy like yeah. it yeah. was incredible music flawless mixing and he would hold up the records like before he'd play them and we'd all like <laughs> praise the like records praise yeah. The record. yeah, yeah it was so amazing. sick oh, wow. um, and then that's I was legit like, vinyl like we're not like doing like digital to vinyl that's like no. here's the record just right yeah 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 Wild, so man. then my mind my one track mind got very stuck on learning right. that this I, is yeah. The thing now. Yeah, yeah i messed around at like um lalo my homie's house and yeah. he showed me a bit and then i was like okay this is gonna be expensive this is gonna be a lot of hard work <laughs> but yeah. I, you gotta do it and so yeah. i grabbed some techniques i picked up some records over the past year on mm-hmm. my travels and whatnot and mm-hmm. yeah i've been doing it like i still have a long way to go but yeah i'm actually booked for my first vinyl set in january oh, so nice. few where, more where weeks to grind it out um tbd honestly okay. on okay. the deets but yeah. um yeah. yeah it's uh shout out lalo my homie he, yeah. he booked me because he knew that i've been yeah. grinding on it and yeah. i'm really really nervous now, and so excited like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah yeah exactly i, have to say, I don't think yeah. i've seen very many vinyl sets in vancouver for sure no i don't not that think many. so either not that many i don't, no, I don't think, think i've seen I've any like true have actually uh, that I think techno it. vinyl sets i mean at festivals definitely yeah. you've yeah. seen them totally well, that's exciting. Yeah, no, it's going to yeah. be awesome. And yeah, I yeah. totally relit my flame like for mm-hmm. DJing. I feel like I have a whole new view on it. Yeah. Um, Did and you feel like it was kind of going a little bit down? Like you were kind of... Not necessarily down, but I wasn't yeah. challenging myself mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. for myself. Like I really love a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of crazy. Like I literally started mixing vinyl a few weeks ago and I'm mm-hmm. like taking yeah. a gig in a couple weeks, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. like so easy to clang and mess it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, let's be honest, I love DJing that. on like digital yeah. gear is pretty easy. Mm. It's like, like the basics of it are pretty, I mean, you can get very, yeah. like the high end is definitely you want to be awesome crazy it's yeah. way harder to be awesome totally. but like the basics mm-hmm. yeah you're not challenging yourself just going in and playing it's just like whatever. for sure yeah. yeah and and another thing i love about vinyl is there's no screens so mm-hmm. i right. find it is a bit more of like a i don't want to sound too like hippy dippy mm-hmm. here but like it's kind of more spiritual because i can like yeah. put all of my phones computers away yeah. and it's just completely just me and these pieces of mm-hmm vinyl that yeah. play music which is crazy to begin yeah. with um yeah. but yeah taking away the screens has been like super cool and i can mm-hmm. imagine doing that in front of a crowd and how mm-hmm. like liberating that would feel mm-hmm. in a way i don't know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah are there things out of vinyl that you've already learned even though it's a couple weeks because a lot of people say oh i remember doing vinyl a long time ago and now all the technology and screens but i remember all these lessons that i was picking up from vinyl yeah basically you don't need anything else except for a good mix like in terms of eq and beat matching like Mm -hmm. you don't really need the fancy tricks and effects if you Mm -hmm. can just do the basics Mm -hmm. and enjoy yourself and pick good music then Mm -hmm. you're good like it's gonna be an awesome set you know what i mean simplify everything just simplify it and another thing it's taught me is to be patient right Mm -hmm. because with vinyl you can't really like i'm usually an aggressive mixer on cdj's mm-hmm. like i'll slam tracks in, mm-hmm. i'll switch bases like i mm-hmm. love doing that kind of mm-hmm. stuff yeah 
But with vinyl, you have to wait and really make sure that it's matched and mm-hmm. keep adjusting it and mm-hmm. always working the pitch fader, right? To make sure that it's perfectly in line. And so you yeah. have to like let it play for like many, many bars yeah. and making sure it's right yeah, before you're off confident. Yeah, because you're a tenth of a beat oh, and right? your tenth yeah. beat, it's off a whole yeah. beat. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, so you got to let it marinate a little bit to make sure it's on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to kind of meditate because there's no loop. So the tr- when the track runs out, it's silence, right? <laughs> yeah. So you have a finite yeah. amount of time. You're trying to do this very technical, finicky mm-hmm. matching of the beats. Yeah. And like, I've found myself when I'm practicing, like about to kind of be like, oh, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. like freak out, but that's yeah. not going to help the process. Yeah. It's going to make it way worse. Yes. So you have to just take a deep breath and be like, I got this, you know? Yeah. And I think that yeah. goes for any... Mm-hmm anything whether you're DJing on vinyl or digital 100%. yeah yeah has your <laughs> skills with the cdj's like beat matching stuff like that really translated over into vinyl or do you find it's a whole different skill set to beat match with vinyl um i think it's a whole different physical skill set mm-hmm. but in terms of being able to hear when it's really locked in that definitely translates mm-hmm. um yeah. because yeah. like i've taught tons of dj's how to dj in my house i love doing that Mm -hmm. and i love learning through them and seeing what they're struggling with and thinking about like myself going through that and how to help them and Mm -hmm. a lot of the time at first it's very hard to find the beat match like they know what that means and they know what the goal is Mm -hmm. but they can't quite hear when that is a reality Mm -hmm. versus i feel like after i guess 10 plus years i can now like i hear that moment and feel it when it like clicks Mm -hmm. in you know yeah and so you really need to do that for vinyl because Otherwise, you have no reference point of where you're trying to get towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it'll go off right away anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so, love that dichotomy, too, yeah. of just, like, being able to, like, meditate and learn the patience rather mm-hmm. than, like, all these sets that you've done are so high energy mm-hmm. and throwing things in. Right. Yeah. Do you find that, that so many, like, learn- life learning lessons are kind of made through yeah, all these DJs. they are it's actually it's crazy success. that you say that yeah, yeah. It's, it's telling me to slow down for sure yeah. like yeah this year i struggled with a lot of like health problems that came out of nowhere i've never had any issues with any part of my body and this year it was like five things in a row mm. and so i was like you know you gotta just slow down chill out and be patient with yourself if you can't go out if you can't yeah. stay up all night if you can't take a gig whatever you know yeah. it's mm-hmm. more important to to be healthy so yeah yeah, I think that also came in vinyl came into my life at a great time for that because it's like now I can just chill at home and play vinyl for like four hours and it's so cozy and nice yeah yeah Yeah. you need to put on a blue light filter no no yeah yeah save your eyes no 5g yeah Yeah. I'm joking Though. Yeah. No, that's, I think that's such a good thing. Like, you know, DJing is such, a, especially the underground versus the mainstream and the pop culture. Like, I think it just kind of gives you a whole different perspective on life because you're dealing with so many different aspects, the people mm-hmm. that you have to interact with, whether it be producers or whatnot, and or, sorry, no, promoters yeah. versus the crowd, and mm-hmm. and then also the equipment and learning the music and then feeling the music mm-hmm. too. Was there like a kind of a natural evolution into like feeling the music and feeling the crowd and and like learning that aspect of the DJ world? Yeah, for sure. I think it goes back to having fun for sure and being mm-hmm. present during your sets. Um, that's another thing. Like when I started out, I was so worried about what I was actually doing that I wasn't really being present and mm-hmm. looking at the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. Um 
I'll shout out my partner Lucci, right? Um, mm-hmm. I she's been DJing tons of back to back, right? She's incredible. Yeah, um, but sometimes I've hollered at her from the crowd when she was starting out. I'm like, look up, you know, like yeah. look over yeah. here because there's this incredible thing happening in front of yeah. you, yes. and you're killing it. But you're so zoned in right now that I don't want it's you to miss per- this moment, you yeah, know? A perfectionist yeah. syndrome um, for sure. Yeah. Some and, of my favorite DJs that were like when they were just starting and they were killing it, but they're just just zoned in yeah. the last and in, of there. course right Everybody yeah, just like, that, yeah. You know, and you can see they're like starting. holding on for dear life even though everything <laughs> yeah. they're doing is flawless but they're like, like ah! right yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. they don't have no idea what's going on out there and it takes yeah. a long time to get to that yeah. point because even this mm-hmm. year or last year when i played at shambhala you know i was like you have to be present for this like yeah. there's yeah. no nothing else totally. it, you're gonna be fine forget about your mixing the yeah. songs are all great yeah you need to enjoy this moment and be really there with your heart you know mm-hmm. and so definitely it's nice when you get you know faster and better at the technical aspects yeah, of it get, because get it the you can be more present you know i'm not always holding on to something on the mixer sometimes yeah. i'm just dancing and yeah. vibing and enjoying the music yeah. absolutely you know? yeah. i yeah. think that uh, that is so forgotten too mm-hmm. is like you're allowed to enjoy it yeah you're allowed to dance and have fun you don't constantly like, need to I be doing like some of the things. most popular djs are definitely Enjoying. like not enjoying yeah. they're like crowd engagers mm. you know what i mean they're like mm-hmm. like doing something like just hyping things up or doing whatever or, or just dancing know, like, vibing on the same yeah, level right yeah at people whatever <laughs> yeah. you know like just <laughs> just doing do? whatever like but that's yeah. like the, the i think that adds to like the cachet of the performance yeah. sometimes is uh is it's when you're performative mm-hmm. you know not yeah. necessarily saying you have to be that way but like the more you can get to that the more you might be able to engage with the crowd like you were saying Mm-hmm. I definitely encourage everyone to check out a, a techno DJ I've been into lately. His name is Patrick Mason. Mm-hmm. He's very queer and he is a professional dancer. And so when he's mm-hmm. DJing, he is dropping the sickest moves you've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah. kind of like, you know, so Green cool. Velvet does, but like on a whole other level. And yeah. I've seen on, you know, their videos, like some criticism and this and that, like you should be DJing and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, Why? like you were saying, it's like, yeah. it's more than just the technical in and out. That's mm-hmm. one thing. But yeah, this person is literally lighting up this entire festival with their energy alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's if, like, if they're so good yeah. at what they're doing that they could do both and still yeah. kill it. Like, yeah. why are you judging? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. You Sorry, you're that? jealous. Why don't you like bake some cookies, <laughs> dance, Bing. and DJ? Yeah. Yeah. Start throwing cookies into the crowd. Like, yeah. Do whatever. Like, I'll just start you're kicking, if you're kicking ass, yeah, you're kicking ass at three things at once. Why not out of four? Let's juggle two. Like, on a budget, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, just do all the things. Like, yeah. you know, just in the middle of like your DJ set, pause it, be like three minute comedy routine, play again, let's go. You know, just, like, you know, like, just spice that, it up. Totally. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I hope that everybody, like all DJs who are listening, you know, just like really don't be afraid to like Mm -hmm. change and do what you want and express yourself like to the fullest. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to just be this like robot just mixing for everybody. Like you're a human being and they want to see you having fun too. You're picking these fire bangers, you know, so enjoy it. It sounds pretty fun. You know, it is pretty fun. So have a good time. Speaking of which, you know, when you're talking about picking the bangers and playing at Mm Chamblaud and engaging with the crowd, did you, did you, uh, create a set list that you kind of felt you were going to stick closely to so you had more room 
and bandwidth with your energy and mind to mm-hmm. focus on the crowd? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I didn't have a planned song for song, but yeah. I had a pretty good idea yeah. of like sections of where mm-hmm. I wanted to take it. I was also playing at 5 p.m. It mm-hmm. was very hot, so I knew I needed to keep it at a certain yeah, yeah. pace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out my mom, though, raving mm-hmm. hard for that set in the 40-degree heat, 45 almost. But yeah, no, That's I... So sick. Yeah, very sick. Yeah. I, I try not to plan things to the T because mm-hmm. it will always change or I'll always mm-hmm. find something else I want to play or the mm-hmm. vibe might go a different way, but definitely had some idea because I didn't mm-hmm. want to be all stressed. It's weird. You're in your tent with your USB in the dirt, you know, and yeah. then you're like, I'm going to go play yeah. this thing. Like yeah. you want to feel yeah. prepared in whatever yeah. way that you can, but yeah. yeah. Definitely. I would love to have my mom play the or not play be at like a big show. Because mm-hmm. my mom's a partier, but she's you know she's not healthy enough to party anymore. But she's that a big so big cool. partier. She's the life of the party when she was in her day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess with the Shambhala gig yeah. too, like with the whole situation regarding it, like did you apply first? Did they approach you? Like how did you like even getting bigger and bigger gigs? Like yeah. Shambhala is like ticket, you know? Totally. Yeah. Just um, because that's where it all started, kind of the, right, the journey. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've been to Shambhala ten times. So mm-hmm. I'm uh I've spent almost two months at Shambhala, which blows my mind. Like that I'm still here and I still have all my limbs and I'm all good, but no, all jokes (laughs) aside. Um, I got really lucky. I got booked to open for, um, Ben Fox Mm. and, um, DJ soup Mm -hmm. who actually, um, book for the pagoda. Mm. And so that was at MIA shout Mm. out MIA again. Mm. And, I was opening, opening like mm. nine or 10 PM or something. Yeah. And they were dropping off their stuff at the club. And I actually made them a card, um, that said like from my heart, like how important Shambhala is to me and how it completely changed my life and mm. how at any point in the future, if they need another like opener at the Pagoda or something like hit mm. me up and they got my note, they thought it was adorable. And they actually ended up sitting there. It was just me and them in the club. There was oh not God. a single other person there yet. Oh, wow. And yeah. I played my set for them. And then oh, wow. COVID happened. Sick. Okay. So two, three years passed. And then yeah. I just randomly woke up to for with a DM from DJ Soup. And I, I when I saw his name, I had this feeling and yeah. I knew yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was already. Oh, and wow. I was just like, it was a really good day. Yeah. What a moment. Yeah. That's so, so cool. sick. Nice yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. Wow. yeah. And yeah. then just throw it down. Just hey, this yeah. is just the three of us. Let's go. Yeah. Why and not? that's great advice also like mm. for everyone mm. is don't be afraid to ask it's awkward and like it's mm. awkward to open up your heart but if there's something really important or a special mm. club or a special dj that you'd love to open for mm. whatever it is mm-hmm. just ask and mm. just express your interest you know what i mean yeah the worst they say is no or they don't hit you exactly up you and were. that's fine yeah. Yeah. right yeah. but no harm no foul. there's so many opportunities that i wouldn't have had if i didn't Put myself out there yeah. Um, yeah yeah i guess even getting gigs too do you find it was a combination of approaching the right people or just being right place right time did you do something specific with your social media even no i i would yeah. say i'm pretty terrible at social media to be honest <laughs> it's not my strong suit mm-hmm. but i think honestly just being my genuine self and like also being out as a queer person um definitely helped in the beginning because i got connected to a lot of like the queer groups in town um like hotline babes on babes stuff like that so Mm -hmm. that was a great way to get my foot in the door and get more experience um 
But honestly, the the gigs have just been slowly ramping up over all of those years. You know, at mm-hmm. the first couple of years, it was like a few times a year, and now like I have awesome gigs often, and yeah. I feel yeah. very grateful for that. But yeah, yeah, just be be yourself, and uh, yeah, just talk to people. Honestly, just be straight up. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. if you want to play celebrities, you got to go tell someone like, "Yo, I want to play celebrities. Here's all my mm-hmm. sets. Here's what I want to do." Like. Whatever yeah. it is, you mm-hmm. really have to, especially now, I think, mm-hmm. um, not just stand out for your music, but like stand out as a human. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Bring something interesting to the table. Yeah. I guess like you saying, especially now, was mm-hmm. there a time that it didn't, I don't know where I want to go with this question. Yeah. <laughs> was there a time where it wasn't as quite as, I guess there's so many DJs now too. Like, do you feel that is a kind of a competition aspect to it at all like you're so far along too that i personally think the more djs the better because Mm -hmm. i think like there's no limit on how many there should be i think Mm -hmm. the more djs we have the more shows there'll be the more collectives there'll be the more music will be made and like i truly believe we all like win together you know that's Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. i will teach anyone especially like queer people and POCs and stuff like that like how to Mm -hmm. DJ at my house because it's like let's keep this going let's get Mm -hmm. more people into this I think it's more to do with like the social media age you know Mm -hmm. Um, back in the day the only way to do things was to go to MIA and Mm -hmm. say I want to play here and you know whatever Mm -hmm. but I think now with social media which is a blessing and a curse sometimes but you can really just reach out to people across Canada like I recently played in Toronto I reached out to this group and I love what they're doing. And I just said, Hey, are you guys throwing a show? I'm in this, I'm in town for weekend for work. I'd love to come out. And they said, Oh, actually we're booking this awesome techno DJ from France. Do you want to play? You know? Wow. And it's like, I just sent one message being like, Hey, what's up guys. You're awesome. I love what you're doing. I want to come to your set. Mm -hmm. And that came out of that. Right. So Mm -hmm. did you engage with that group prior to that message? um like did you like or was that the first time you ever messaged them it was the first time i ever messaged them um yeah. like i've been following them and liking their stuff and right supporting okay so from you afar, some, but like, yeah yeah but not like direct no yeah, no yeah. and like obviously i don't live there so i've never sure, been yeah. out to their club totally. or their night so mm. yeah wild Very yeah. Cool. Nice, yeah yeah just gotta try yeah 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 and as long as you're respectful and you're polite about it you're yeah. not bothering them which obviously not totally you know, then they can only take it one way and it's either yes or it's no and no harm, no foul. I think the way that you approach it too is very much an offering, you're offering value. You know, I've I've spoken about this before. Like when you ask them, you're like, hey, I really like your stuff. Like, do you have any good shows that you guys have going on during this period of time? Mm -hmm. You're wanting to go to like one of their shows. Mm -hmm. You're not even saying, can you book me for one of your shows? Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, we actually need somebody here. You want totally. to, you want to play? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Right? So yeah. like that's, it's especially when you come as, but that's one of the reasons why I asked if you had a previous communication relationship with them. Mm-hmm. When you went into it offering value, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you're not offering them like the world. Yeah. No, it's just instead totally. of being an energy, you're, you're not asking for something, you're offering something. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Even if it's like, you know, nothing much to mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know, you're going to, you want to go out anyway. Totally. So it's like mm-hmm. you're self-serving. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's like, they want people to go there and you're like, Hey, I kind of want to, I love what you guys are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, you start with a compliment. That's great. Exactly. Genuine. Authentic. Yeah. That's also great. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, you're a professional Yeah. and you're coming out, Hey, I want to support what you guys are doing. What's yeah. going on. Yeah. 
It really and is it's the most like, perfect yeah, stretch. Keeping it, was, it light and professional and fun. Yeah. yeah. Enjoying yourself. Yeah. Write, write it down, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Steal all my tricks. <laughs> yeah. Please. There yeah. we go. Yeah. We're here to give out tricks. <laughs> I guess, too, like even building things and like building and being part of that community, too. Mm. You're part of the initiative. You've mm -hmm. got Babes on Babes mm -hmm. and Vitell back in the day. Yeah. Like, kind of, have you thrown your own shows? Um, well, you've been a part of an initiative too. Yeah. So how involved have you been in the production and creation of? I would say not super involved in events yet. It's actually mm -hmm. one of my goals in the mm -hmm. next year or so to throw my own event. Mm -hmm. um, with all of my work and all that other stuff, I've always felt like I don't have time to commit to making music, DJing, and promoting and throwing events. It's a huge mm -hmm. time um, It's a huge time Totally. Yes. I just want to make sure that I do it right, like, for myself. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean big or crazy mm -hmm. or anything like that. I just want to make sure, like, mm -hmm. I have the right people. It's the right energy that I want mm -hmm. and, like, a, a vision. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I really need to work on that. But yeah. um, being around, like, Henry and Jay, the initiative, and all the other homies that are throwing events, like, it's taught me so much. And I mm -hmm. see how much work goes into it. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Like, Wild. Yeah, the amount you need to do um, mm -hmm. to make it successful, but definitely on my radar. So stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any little tidbits that you can share? Like, do you have an overall vision that you want to put out? You don't have to say. Yeah. Keep it confidential too. But, I mean, um, I do definitely, I don't even know if I would play at it, but I definitely want to book some of my friends that are on the come up um, mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of really great homies that are doing like incredible things um luchi obviously yes. um i have another mini crew called gas goblin they're a bunch of my oh, friends fun. yeah um lord lubit walter whack yeah. Tallboy jules toast these guys they're like some of my producing icons like they're so good at making mm -hmm. music and mm -hmm. they haven't played a lot but they would absolutely slay it um got a shout out lionessa my good friend who is, um, she's from Egypt and she's been playing mm. like a mix of bass music, techno mm. and like Arabic traditional music. Her. Yeah. She is a force. Ooh, yeah. She's Goddess. powerful for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I have a bunch cool. of cool friends and we have like this big crew and I just want to, yeah, do something with them. The only issue here is honestly the venues. So um, yeah. I'm sure you've heard that before as well, yeah, but I'll it's story my life. very limiting, Every you know? Story of my life yeah. Yeah. for events. <laughs> And photography, yeah. to be honest. Everything. Like anything art-related, like, yeah. yeah. You know, I'll say yeah. this once, I'll say it again. I think Vancouver's on the come up, you know, especially as a whole, and it's a whole city too. Yeah. The underground, Kicking the and music. screaming, it feels like sometimes. Cricking, kicking and screaming. But, you know, I feel like we're the one of the last cities to kind of be discovered and more people who are in the community and putting out shows as, you know, scattered as yeah. we are with our little yeah. venues and warehouses that we can find, you know, I think that more people in the scene, creating the scene mm -hmm. and meshing and melting and taking things, totally, you know, and promoting them is only for the good of everyone. Yeah, I'm always amazed with how the promoters in Vancouver make it work with what we, like the venues that we have, you know, mm -hmm. especially after like over the last few years traveling to Detroit and I went to Berlin this summer mm -hmm. and just seeing what they're working with versus what we're, what we're working mm -hmm. with. It's like, yeah. I'm even more proud of our scene for doing its absolute best in yeah. these yeah. circumstances totally. with the housing crisis, with, you know, a warehouse crisis, with yeah. a space crisis in yeah, general. Totally. It's it's mm -hmm. really impressive, the creativity, um, especially within like the DIY scene. Like, yeah, it's just amazing. Some of the venues they pull out and and are able to throw, you know, raves mm -hmm. at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we've said it before, like 
one of the, and, and there's very, very, very few silver linings. I mean, we're going to be feeling the effects of the, the pandemic and COVID for many, many years to come. Mm-hmm. But at least for Vancouver, one of the tiny, tiny slivers of a silver lining was the, not to, not mm-hmm. to no pun intended, the initiative <laughs> that groups like Initiative and many others mm-hmm. took with like throwing underground parties and like <laughs> just trying yeah. to like really push the underground yeah. scene in these venues and warehouses and, you know, bush raves and all these yeah. things that like, you know, like we can't party officially. We're going to go above and beyond to yeah. like the renegade scene. Do, really? It, it was amazing. Like yeah. un- unbelievable. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I've been here my whole life. And yeah. It was nothing like that. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you go to one warehouse party right. every two months, Yeah. you know, like, yeah. and that would now be sick. And then now we were, we, we were at a point near the end of uh, 2020, Two, one, two, one, one, two. <laughs> one. Whatever, whatever was the last, the, yeah. last, the last year before things completely opened yeah. up, mm-hmm. where we're like, there's three warehouse parties tonight, yeah, every yeah. night this weekend. So it's like I gotta go to this one, then I'll go to this one. <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> it's like there's too yeah. many good parties. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and and every time you went, there were. Some, freaking slammed <laughs> yeah slammed like it's it's like everybody had the appetite for it and like this mm-hmm. the music was so good and they weren't getting shut down either yeah. it was un- it was definitely a part time. of our history yeah yeah for sure and, and and the way that it pivoted into you know you know not everybody who was a part of that really carried that over but there are a lot of people did yeah and it's really taken us to a place where we're at today mm-hmm this is not what it was like in 2019. No, not, not even close. Yeah. I'm very optimistic. Like the shows that have been coming in, some of the headliners and the different types of music, the local scene, like I think it, there's a long way to go, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's probably the best it's ever been since I've lived here. The diversity that I'm seeing of DJs, music, people who are playing everything. It's, it's getting better all the time. Yeah. No question. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. So I guess like in the next like couple of years, like where would you like to see yourself? Put yourself three years Ooh. out. What are you doing? What are you playing? Where do you want to yeah. be? Well, I'm definitely playing vinyl often. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a huge, beautiful vinyl collection. No. <laughs> I guess I better be manifesting a lot of money. Yeah. I guess, yeah. but um, no, a lot of vinyl. Yeah, yeah. a lot of time Maybe sorting. Yeah. Vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I'd say more to do with like producing. Mm. I want to be at a like place where you know, I'm pumping out tunes really easily. I'm able to completely master them all myself. That's kind of the stage that I'm at where I can make complete songs. I can mix them down, but I kind of need somebody to, with a studio and whatnot to do that final like mastering process. Mm -hmm. So I'm really trying to dive in and learn that. Um, But yeah, I'll need to get a place where I can have a studio or rent a studio and just kind of take that to that next Mm -hmm. level. But yeah. Um, these things take time. So yes. yeah, awesome. I'm yeah. still just practicing, yeah. working on it. Yeah. yeah Trying to yeah. release as like much music as I can, as you notice, whatever mm-hmm. genre, whatever I think is good. And I like, I'm just like, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put stuff out there. Yeah. Get it yeah. done. Make it happen. Move on next, you know, yeah. next adventure and project. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I don't know. I, I asked all the questions. I, I asked as many questions with, as yeah. I possibly could. Yeah. It's fun because I think I think I think you are one of two people that we weren't close friends with that we yeah. interviewed. So it's like the 
and, and this was like with uh, Koji. Mm, no, I've got no Minxie forever. Oh. Uh, but Koji, Koji is like, <laughs> but it's like, it's, 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 it's felt just as easy mm-hmm. as doing with our close friends as yeah. it is with like people we just met. Too, industry so. i think that's yeah. the yeah. scene that we're in too in the yeah. underground scene we've all been connected and we yeah. all work i feel like other. i know you guys yeah, pretty yeah, well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all run yeah. in and amongst each other vancouver yeah. is such a small scene it is we'll see it's each a small other city again. period for sure yeah it's oh, a, i always it say is. it's a it's a small city trying to wear the big city pants yeah <laughs> we're trying one trying, big yeah. suspenders yeah. dysfunctional rave family yeah is there anything that you want to kind of like portray into the community or give a little bit of advice for the next upcoming generations aka myself amazing <laughs> but <laughs> the people who are coming up after you what to look out for what to find what to seek out yeah I think I touched on a lot of it but definitely be true to yourself make sure you're having fun the second that it starts feeling a little bit too you know um, forced definitely take a look at what you could be doing differently to align more with who you are and what mm-hmm. makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get hung up on perfection. That is not what makes you a good DJ. I know. Um, perfect mixing <laughs> does not make that's you a problem. good DJ. Yeah, that, that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I think it's part of making you a good DJ, but mm-hmm. overwhelmingly is the memories and energy that you leave behind mm-hmm. um, is what, I mean, think of all the sets you remember, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all about what you felt during that totally. time. You're not remembering, oh, so-and-so, they missed this mark by like one beat for this one second. It's like, nobody cares. I mean, right? I yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm amazing. taking, no, oh, I remember at three minutes, just 22 seconds of that track. <laughs> yeah, and just don't give up. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. And it took me seven or eight years to start getting you know consistent gigs to be Mm -hmm. making music to be at a Mm -hmm. place where I'm pretty happy with my art you know Mm -hmm. so if you're just a few years into it you know buckle up and enjoy the journey because you'll those would be great memories you know throughout how far you've come at the Mm -hmm. end so yeah Yeah. you'll be able to look back and appreciate and see the journey for what it is totally look ahead and there's always yeah you can't always be just like i want this next thing i want this next thing you have to be like this is where i'm at and this is sick you know (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. appreciate the moment that you're in be patient and love it and then you'll keep working on it if you love it you'll keep leveling up right because you'll be like oh mixing's fun i'm gonna practice that or i like ableton you know i didn't want to make able because ableton's Mm. scary and ugly right so when you first see it it's like this isn't going to be fun but if you can find a way to make it fun for yourself and Mm. get past that first hump like yeah you're good it's such a daunting i mean it's like a lot of big um uh industry standard uh creative softwares it's like it's so big you don't know where to start like, totally like where's mm-hmm. the beginning there's, and it's not going to be good at yeah. first right like wow. the first songs i made they're not great no. you know what i mean but They're trash yeah. i love them yeah because yeah. <laughs> that was the first mine. step no sure yours were lovely. no oh, no yeah. <laughs> I <just shut> <laughs> <her>. <laughs> yeah i i liken it to snowboarding yeah i feel like learning ableton and learning how to figure it out i still haven't but um it's like snowboarding it's like really really difficult to start but once you get those first couple of carves down the mountain, once you get those first couple of tracks that actually yeah. go off, you're like, like, oh, yeah. wait, I can actually do this. Yeah. You Don't know? break your wrist on Ableton, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. I mean, like, you're just I mean, like, why isn't it working? You got the, yeah, the Ableton <laughs> the pad 
is called. Like, yeah, yeah. The oh. push. Yeah. 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 <laughs> keyboard. Key, key, keys are going yeah. flying. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, don't curse us. But... <laughs> oh, it's all work in progress. Yeah. We're happy to be here. Exactly. And many more things to come. Yeah. Well, look out. Morning music. Yeah, you know Please it. Follow Awood on all the platforms. Do you get any, uh, questions here? All the things. Or... Yes, please ask us questions if you guys have any questions. I was kind of everybody was loving I it. I think we just no answered every question Perfect. that ever existed. Yeah, killed it. Left them speechless. Speechless. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the Fox. I still have wrist problems from snowboarding. Regardless, it was fun. Yeah. Well, if you try Ableton, fun yeah. fact, it comes with zero wrist problems and allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, uh, no doctor, but. Uh, <laughs> well thank you thank you thank yeah, you thank you, thank you thank you so much for being here yeah. and chatting with us and having fun and hanging out please follow all the platforms all the links everything will be down below please follow us subscribe if you like these mugs <laughs> and we'll be back every single week with new podcasts with beautiful artists from vancouver and the surrounding areas upcoming rising or just us. Or just us. You might just get us. And that's okay. Please come back. <laughs> Thank you and see you soon.